So you love Jesus and are hungry for more? In this podcast, we will explore knowing Jesus, sharing Jesus, and learning how to share our story. My fellow brothers and sisters, these areas will make us strong warriors for Christ. And guess what? God will equip us in that journey. I am Melina, your host and teacher, or Jesus bestie, and this is the Holy Equipped Podcast. All right, everyone. I am so excited to have a very special guest on the podcast today um, because this is actually somebody who is a personal friend that I have been so blessed to know for a few years now. And uh, we knew each other back when we went to church together, and we actually were in a biblical leadership program together. She is a fellow writer, a fellow scholar, and a fellow sister in Christ. And um, I just, I am so proud of her and so excited to have her on this podcast. She recently just published a book, and I knew in that moment that I needed to have her on the podcast because I want to be able to be like, I knew her when, you know? (laughs) So uh, without further ado, um, Ophelia, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, I'm first of all, so elated that you asked me to do this interview. Um, I'm so excited. Um, But my name is Ophelia, um, as she stated, and um, I am an author, which I'm proud to say I'm a mom. And I am a creative who just loves um, helping women, um, which is where kind of the book came from. I just had this desire in my heart to write a story that catered to the hearts of everyone who had desires, um, but also to women specifically who kind of hide certain parts of themselves to know that God's there for them. So that's that's kind of who I am. Awesome. That is so awesome. So yeah, like it, it's one of those cool things where you're like, I am an author. Like it's, a, it's yeah, such a cool it feeling. Really is. <laughs> it kind of hit me when I got my author copies in the mail. Like I got them in the mail. I opened the box and I'm like, I'm holding this thing that I wrote. It's not just words on a screen. It's not just, you know, notes from an editor. This is now a book that I have written and I have published and printed and can hold it in my hand. It was, it was, it was a pretty amazing feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I can't even imagine. Um, We were just talking right before we started the recording, how we remember a moment. um, Like, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Ophelia and I were in a biblical leadership program together and we were just reminiscing on how we remember talking to each other in a parking lot after or in the parking lot after yeah. one of the classes. And we were just talking about like, uh, cause one of those things we're learning about this biblical leadership stuff. And you just have this whole idea of like ministry and learning about God and the Bible and, and what, what are we going to do with all of this stuff? Like, what do we want to do? And we were just kind of dreaming and talking about things. And I think like I was in seminary school at the time and Ophelia, you had just started a program, um, like just enrolled, right? mm -hmm. Yeah. And we were just talking (laughs) and now it's like fast forward. Um, gosh, that was like three, just over three years later. And, um, we're doing completely different things, but still the heart of God is in everything and ministry still in it. And so I know there's a process in those three years that led you to the publishing of this book. So I'd love for you to kind of share all of that and what the book's about and just, yeah, just. Yeah. So in writing this particular story, um, way after a sin, God said to me, one of the things God said to me is you're stepping into a new, you're stepping onto a new path. Um, and I didn't know what that looked like three years ago, but it, it was going, he prepared me for it being a completely different than anything I had ever seen. He had asked me to stop, you know, serving in church. He had asked me to change churches. And I'm like, I don't know what you're doing, Lord. <laughs> like I'm confused. <laughs> right. Um, so fast forward to 2020 and the world's going crazy, coronavirus and, and, mm-hmm. you know, just things happening in the world that are very ugly. And I go to read my scripture one day and I open the Bible full set on reading Isaiah, just getting some encouragement from Isaiah. But I'm mm-hmm. moved to turn to Ezekiel. And the very first 
page of Ezekiel, the title of the section was called The Necessity of a Call in a Time of Need. And I was like, okay, Lord, what are you doing? Um, And that's when God kind of reawakened, like, remember when you said you wanted to write? Your words are your most powerful weapon. That is a gift that I gave you. Mm. So write. And sure enough, I've started writing a story. It went from, I'm telling the story of romance to know it's much deeper than romance. It is much Mm -hmm. deeper than I want to find, you know, than my main character who is female, you know, wanting to find some love. Um, in the story, I won't give all of it away, but in From God with Love, um, it is it is quite literally the story of being gifted God, not just the desires of your heart, but everything that you had been waiting for, being patient for, and trusting him for. And so it's mm-hmm. like, you don't have to fight tooth and nail. God doesn't have to wrestle with you all the time. Sometimes he just gives us gifts because we are his children. And that's what From God with Love is about. That is such an amazing truth to hang on to. I think you said like it was so much more than a love story because it's like falling in love with God, which then in turn, it's like, those are a lot of the challenges we have in our being single and then having the desire for um, a spouse or a family, that kind of thing. I know that that's a big conflict internally for a lot of people. I myself went through that too. And I love that that you had that theme of like learning to trust God as he renews your faith yeah. and, and then him guiding them. It's just like such an encouragement. Yeah. Just trusting God with the process ultimately is the lesson to learn. Like there is a process to everything. There's a point to so, like, God doesn't do anything for nothing. Like I, my, my theme for this year kind of turned into uh, nothing is wasted. Like that's mm. kind of the thing that God has been speaking over my life in the past, you know, 12, 18 months um, was just yeah. that even in this time of, you know, people are hurting, people are in pain. They still need a word of encouragement. There are still mm-hmm. desires that people have either given up on or they don't see that God doing them because, you know, maybe somebody else deserves a better blessing or this person's family is, you know, hurting. But it's just like, no, we are all God's children. We are all his and he loves us all equally. And we can receive that love. We yeah. just have to trust and we just have to find that place in our heart to trust him with it. Yeah, exactly. And it's just a big process. And the biggest I think is like, um, is the trust aspect. It's like mm-hmm. letting go. <laughs> but then yeah, it's absolutely. like a lot of the doubt of like, oh, but like, I want this and I let go and trust. Will I not have that anymore? Uh, that kind of thing. Um, but I did... I want to point out a couple of scriptures that are just promises about how like just the desires um, that we have in our heart and God's speaking to that um, where uh, in Philippians chapter two, verse 13, um, it says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Um, And I you know, that's a reassuring scripture because, uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, if you, if you go and surrender and trust God, you fear what you have to give up because then you fear, maybe you won't get what you wanted. Yeah. But if he's already working in us and then, and we're pursuing him, he's already giving the desire in our heart. That means what we're desiring is what he wants is what for ple- us. And is what pleases him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And even further to that point, that's kind of what last year has meant for me um, was letting go of um, I actually currently have a full time job aside from writing. And Mm -hmm. one that God had to remind me, one of my dreams was to work from home and to have my son at home with me while I was working. And while it didn't come about in the most beautiful of ways, um, I was just kind of sitting at my desk one day. I had taken a break from work. I had taken the day off. Um, And I was just sitting there writing and typing. And I was just like, this has been a dream. Like I sat there and I even took a picture of my, I had my cup of tea and I had my laptop there. And I'm just like, this is, this is a (laughs) desire. Like this is a fulfilled desire. Uh, Just sitting here and being able to bask in the moment of I am in my element. I'm writing, I'm creating. My son is in his room and I have no other care in the world. And on top of the fact I'm using a gift that God gave me. So of course it's what pleases him. Exactly. Cause it's like, 
look at it. Like now you have something out in the world that someone can have in their hands who can open up your book and be encouraged. That wasn't out before, you know, like it's just right. That pleases him for sure. Yes. I mean, sometimes people need tangible things. Like Mm. I can pick up this book. I need encouragement. I can pick up the Bible when I need encouragement. Sometimes the Holy spirit feels far away, but I can pick up this book and feel like he's talking to me. Yeah. That brings me to like the title of your book from God with love. Like I can just imagine somebody feeling this way, walking down an aisle at a bookstore and seeing that title as almost like a, an answered prayer of like, Hey, over here, I'm God. Yeah. This is for yeah. you. <laughs> so yeah, I just exactly. love, love exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and so much thought went into even doing the book cover. Like I very specifically, and I know this was God, I know it was, but I very specifically, as I was designing the cover, I was like, I need this book to look like a gift. Like I need the book itself to look like it's a gift with a tag on it that says the title of the book. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was like, this has to be the cover because I need people to understand and I need them to see that sometimes the biggest gifts come in small packages. Yeah. I, yeah, it was such a beautiful cover, like just wonderfully done. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, I just love that. It's kind of like a package from God. Um, yeah. So it's just very symbolic and beautiful. Yes. Very symbolic. So uh, there was another scripture I wanted to point out um, that is in Psalm, uh, it's Psalm 37, uh, chapter 37, verse four. And of course, any scripture that I reference, it's going to be in the show notes. Um, But uh, it says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. And it brings me to a lot of that reassurance of like, um, we're not giving up our desires by turning to God because the desires we have are what he places in us when we pursue him. Yeah. And the part about this one scripture where it says, take delight in the Lord and he'll give you the desires. It's not like he's just going to give you what you want, but it's kind of like if we're aligned with him and he's giving us desires and he's going to give it to us. It's almost like this is a verse that frees you to be like, I don't have to make it happen. It's going to happen. I can take yes. delight and have fun along the way. Yes. On that. So that's actually the central scripture of the book. That scripture oh, is yeah? actually in my book. Yeah. Wow. No way. <laughs> it is my main character kind of, that's the place God takes her to. Um, uh, and I don't want to, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but that scripture yeah. it's in there. It's in there. Oh my good. Look at that. Oh man. God definitely yeah. was just like, here, Melina, you know, drop that in the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he dropped it for credence and he dropped it for me. <laughs> yes. he. Dro- I'm telling you, he did. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. I mean, amazing. he dropped it for me too, if I'm being serious. Right. I mean, because so, you put yeah. it in there. <laughs> wow. Isn't exactly. that, that's so insane how God does that. Oh, I love it. So, um, just a few themes I'd like to kind of expand on and get your feedback and input on um, just from your book and just from this whole, like the desires of a heart that like God does care about them, you know? So um, there's a couple of themes I kind of want to talk about. And um, I think one of it's kind of like the falling in love with God and just in kind of like, you know, a lot of us um, either we are single or um, had been through this season on the, like, I I am newly married, but I was single for many years before that, feeling that same way and um, having to fall in love with God. And, um, and then just a, another point of like being set apart and what that means. So first, let's talk about the the first one of just falling in love with God. And um, what are your thoughts on on that process, especially in our, in our lives, single season or beyond and any of that. Right. Yeah. So the, the process for me uh, was a bit hard because it's one of those things where um, I don't know if you remember when we talked about it in sin, like your view of God is usually seen through the lens of your view of your uh, parental structure. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was difficult for me because I didn't really have a father figure. And the only parent I had was my mother who also struggled with her faith. And so I didn't have any idea what true love looked like. 
um, in any capacity. So to be able to learn that exclusively from God, it was difficult at first, but also a blessing. Um, and so I would always encourage speaking of falling, I mean, in line with falling in love with God is to just um, chase after him. Like absolutely not just reading scriptures, uh, but for me, it started with praying. Like I would talk to God as if he were a person just sitting there. I'm like, okay, God, I know you can't actually say anything right back to me. You're not physically sitting here. But when you start to pray for things and you start to ask for things and when you start to talk to God, you'll start to see some of the things like he'll reveal himself in so many different ways. It could be through scripture. It could be through a person. It could be through something you read, Um, but you'll start to recognize it. And once you start to recognize it, your heart will literally start desiring more of that, more of that mm-hmm. feeling, more of that, you know, reverence and experience with God. And that's how exactly how it was with me. Once I started experiencing God, sorry, not just for the things I need, but for the things I wanted, like even for something like, Lord, I just want rest. And then all of a sudden they say, go home today. Cause you know, we don't need you today or something like that for work. Yeah. And it's like, I asked God for rest. He gave it to me. I asked God for sleep. Yeah. He gave it to me. You know, I would pray for my son, you know, just Lord, I help him with this communication because we're struggling. And then two or three days later, sometimes a week, we'd have like the most awesome conversation. Like Lord, clear his mind. Like you start experiencing God. Then you start chasing after that experience. You start chasing after that. And then when you realize he's not doing this because these are things you're asking for, he's doing them because he loves you. Yeah. I love I love that because, um, you know, just like in any relationship, right? Like you're going to, you're going to do things to get to know them. You're not just going to automatically love that person or trust exactly. that person. Exactly. And the thing yeah. about God, he doesn't want us to just blindly trust him. He says, test me in this. Like, mm-hmm. let, let me show you how much you can trust me which is the beautiful thing about God because he knows how our human hearts are. We don't just blindly do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't blindly trust anything. You know, most of the times we go to buy something and we look at the reviews first, (laughs) (laughs) right? you know? (laughs) So that's how God is. He's like, look at my reviews, read my scripture, talk to people Mm -hmm. who you see, who are walking in, walking, you know, with me and walking with my spirit. And so once you start doing that, it's just like it becomes so uh, God will become obvious and evident in your life and you'll start seeing it everywhere. That is so true because it's like, um, you know, we are in this fallen world and we are just accustomed to our sinful nature, which Mm -hmm. is going to include fear and judgment and uh, greed where we're just too afraid to give oh, yeah. this to God and let him take over and that kind of thing. And, um, and also uh, the other point you brought up of how our um, parental relationships and our relationships on earth, especially yeah. with even male figures who are in that father figure, whether we've had a father or not, but someone who was yeah. in that role um, does affect our view of God and um, could be a huge barrier to being to trying to see God for who he is versus our own kind of um, preset expectations of what father is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our own preconceived little notions of whatever we think it is. Mm -hmm. I love that you say like just talking to him, praying and asking him and then how he like just gave you the like, oh, I'm feeling really tired today. And then you get that whole, hey, you can go home, just take the day off. And you're like, oh, God, thank you. It's those little things that start to stack on each other that God will be able to train you (laughs) to be like, you can trust me here. There's there's that. See how I show up for you. Yes. I mean, it's also those things like be thankful for the little things, because if you're not, you'll miss them. Like you'll Mm -hmm. miss the little things um, that you do. Like when you pray for something, like I have totally been guilty of this. I'll pray for something and then it will happen. I'll forget that I prayed for it. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Just completely forget that. Oh, wait, you prayed for this. Like working from home. Like I was just like, because it came in the package of COVID and no one's allowed to be out of the house. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't even think to remember, like, you prayed for this. 
you legitimately pray to be able to wake yeah. up, go to your computer, do work, and then shut it when you're done. Like this is a, this has been a desire yeah. for a long time. And so once I came to that realization, I was like, oh my gosh, God, I'm so sorry, number one, for not thanking you for it. But also number two, <laughs> right. thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. It's like, if we're not looking, we might miss that he answered it. And the yeah. small things. And those are the ways that we learn to trust him and get to know him whenever he does that. Yes. Um, I think especially even in a single season um, where you're learning to trust who God is, but also, you know, when you're going to go into a relationship with somebody, you want to be able to be prepared in the fact of um, that kind of, I think, uh, it's such a huge training of our own personalities whenever we're able to sit back and actually look at what we're grateful for or how God has shown up because it's just a habit of going to God first instead of going to say our spouse who then is still a human and can let us down. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So if so we're prepared in that habit yeah. already, right, like it'll strengthen us as a future spouse for somebody. So let's go ahead and dig dig into that second point then, you know, transition into that whole singleness uh, stage of life. um, And yeah, the waiting and all of that, like, what would you like to share in that or your thoughts in that? Yeah, um, a couple of thoughts I always always have. And these are things I've learned over time, because I have been um, single for now 12 years. Um, I actually got pregnant with my son in 2009. Um, and after, you know, it wasn't that my relationship with my son's father was horrible. He's not a horrible guy by any means. However, I grew into the person that God became, that that God created me to be. And um, mm-hmm. he was not following. Like he wasn't, he's not a believer. He wasn't. And I was just like, this can't be life. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, a child in this environment. I am a believer. Um, and so for all my son is now, he just turned 11. So I've since I, the time I was pregnant till now I've been single. Um, and the first few years were not as hard because I was in that, you know, hardened heart to relationship, um, stage. Mm-hmm. But then as I got to know myself, number one, number two, uh, know who I was and number three, have a self-awareness where I know my triggers. I know places where I need to receive healing. Like once I received that, I was like, it is not worth it to jump into another relationship without all of these things being yeah. stable. Um, and so after that, exactly. it was easy. it was easier. I was like, I can't walk into a relationship in a million pieces and expect someone else to be whole mm-hmm. and pick me up at the same time. Like that's not even fair. You know what I'm saying? That's not yeah. fair to another person. And so for me right now, I'm content being single. I have I am continuously working on different things. Um, a lot of the things that have, you know, hurt me or broken me or traumatized me, you know, I've healed through those. Um, but I always say, um, question your motives of, of why you're, why you want a yeah. relationship, especially after you've been hurt, question your motives mm-hmm. always, but even the things you do or say to yourself, question those, not just say things you do to other people. Like you would say something and it's like, why did I say that about or to myself? Like, what is that? Yeah. What is that? place that's coming from what do you believe that may or may not be true work through those things Mm -hmm. and that's what I pretty much I encourage any any woman I'm even uh, having a couple of conversations with like one with my sister um, or one with another friend of mine who just was kind of not necessarily desperate to be in a relationship but you know not wanting to be alone she wasn't doing anything irresponsible by any means but at the same time everything had to be like a timing thing. Like I have to do this before this age. I have to do this before this age. And I have to do this before this. And it's just like, you can't yeah. be a believer and try to do things in your own timing at the same time. Mm, <laughs> like yep. You have to let a lot of that go. Because for me, it was, I wanted to have every kid I was going to have by the time I turned 30. And here I am 36, <laughs> 36 years old and I only have one kid that did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, what I'm realizing in number one, in trusting God and knowing that he know God knows you better than you know yourself. And so it took me a while to realize I'm content with my child. I'm content with my one child. If I don't have another child, I'd be, I'd be okay. Uh, because number one, raising mm-hmm. children is hard, but number two, 
the desires I have for my life haven't necessarily been, you know, get married, have a family. As much as I wanted to get married and have a family, I'm not going to fall apart if I don't have it. But I had to get to that place first because there was yeah. a point when I thought I'd fall apart without it, <laughs> you know. Um, but I had yeah. to get to know myself. You have to be intentional about getting to know yourself, getting to know who you are, and um, becoming self-aware enough to understand yourself. If you can't, if you don't know how to love yourself, you can't teach anyone else how to love yourself. And that sounds like super cliche, mm-hmm. but it's the truth. <laughs> yeah, and then God can't just like use you at at the capacity that he could use you like there's so much more and we we stunt it if we don't work on our that self-awareness um i love what you had said too of just questioning our motives of why we want that because let's like we mentioned earlier how um when you align with god the desires you have are god's desires for you but it's easy yeah. to fool yourself mm-hmm. into thinking these are the desires of my heart. This is what God wants for me because he wants me to have that. And it's like, are I love that you say question yourself. Like, why do you want it? Because you, you might want the desire because yes, maybe it is of God, or you might want the desire because there's something God's teaching you in it as far as like, okay, like you had said, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of an example of like, like, do I want this because I don't want to be alone and I'm too scared? Okay, well, that's something to relinquish and surrender to God versus, like, yeah. I want someone because it's a desire God gave me. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a exactly. teaching, training kind it, of thing. I love that. that. Absolutely. And I always say a, a good friend of mine said to me once, she was like, inside every desire, because your, di- your desire essentially is the surface level. So inside every desire... Is a, is a place that you feel is empty. So there's a space that you mm-hmm. need fulfilled or fill something. And then your desire grows from that. Most people only know the desire. They don't know why they desire it. They don't know where it came from. They just know this is what I want. Well, where did that come from? And what the thing was for me, you know, desiring a family and wanting to have all my kids by the time I'm 30. It was eye opening mm-hmm. to discover that I was trying to make a family so I could not break it like my parents, well, like I thought my parents did. Well, that's not a reason mm-hmm. to want a family. That's not a healthy reason, anyway, yeah. to want a family. <laughs> you know, I want to have a family yeah. because I want to, you know, make it, you know, not broken like my family was. And it's like, well, that's not a healthy desire. That's not. So, what you're actually mm-hmm. desiring is family. You're not desiring to be your own. You're not desiring to have your own children. And I was like, man, that's crazy. <laughs> it was crazy to realize. Yeah. And I love that because it's like, you know, part of that is the, you have the desire um, where it was, you had to learn that, oh, it's because I want a family, not because I wanted this many kids before 30 or whatever. Right. It was kind of like exactly. the part that God was Yes, it was a desire, like part of that was desire that God gave you, like the part that God gave you, the family, that was like a desire he had. But then there was the other part that he was using that to teach you um, furthermore about the desire he actually has versus the desire you had, but they still co-related. But that's because you were doing the work to question the desire um, because you want it to be aligned with right. him. So you know, that's, that's, I think such a huge um, uh, point and a huge like uh, tip for people where it's like, um, if you're always, if you're questioning like what, it, what you're wanting and you're worried if it's not God, well, it, it maybe probably still is. If you're actually wanting to be with God, like close to God, maybe he's just trying to teach you through that desire you have to take it deeper. Right. Right, right. Like, explore, so like, don't dismiss it. That's what I was saying. Yes. It, exactly. Don't dismiss it at all. And and people always get to this place of, if it's good, it's God. If it's not, it's not God. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, no. Everything isn't doesn't just fall into good or bad. Some things fall into necessary and unnecessary, whether they're good or bad. Because there are some yeah. bad things that are necessary sometimes. They feel bad, but they're not horrible. Um. And so, like I said, sometimes you'll get a desire and what happens with our human brains, we'll take this desire and try to go way left field with what, like, okay, let's say I desire a baseball, you know, 
I wanted baseball. So instead of saying I desire baseball and let me explore, like, when did I love baseball? When it, nope, you're just out set to do everything you can to go get a baseball. You don't even know why you want it. You just know you want it. <laughs> like it's not. And so I, even yeah. like small lessons, I'll teach like that. Like explore the desire because it'll suddenly feel like something that came out of nowhere or it's something you've always known. Like I've always known I wanted to be a writer. I've always want, known I wanted to be this. And I can go mm-hmm. you know, Google writing jobs or Google this, you know, degree or Google. And it's like, no, there's a desire that was placed in your heart. Whether it's something yeah. that resurfaced, whether it's something that's been there forever, explore that. Don't just start trying to fulfill it yourself because that's how you get into trouble. That's how, you know, you end up in a relationship yeah. for five, six years that isn't, you know, isn't healthy. <laughs> right. You look up and realize, what have I done with my life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just lost all that time to dig yeah. in because so you were just running with it. <laughs> just running with that one thing. Like, I want a baseball. Let me go to this store, this store, this store, this store. And it's like, well, what if you were getting it delivered as a gift from someone? Like, mm-hmm. let's think about that first. Yeah. And then that meantime, you can learn why you wanted it. And it's exactly. so, it's so funny that we have this conversation too about like our desire and Cause I feel like for me, it was like kind of opposite where it was like, instead of trying to run with it, I was like, oh, because it sounds good. So like, for me, it was like, I wanted to have a husband and a family, but because it wasn't happening and because of the, what I went through, I, I thought, oh, I know what was supposed to happen. Cause I was loving God. And I'm like, oh, I know I'm like, I'm like Paul, like I'm not supposed to have a spouse. Yeah, so I never yeah. would like get close. I would never. And then I started to believe that I couldn't fall in love. And I was like, that's probably because I'm not supposed to be with somebody. So I was running with that instead of digging into being like, why, why mm-hmm. am I not able to have a feeling for somebody or why do I think I really want to not be married, but then still have that, you know, the desire to be married. And I didn't explore it because it looked on the surface like, oh, she's just a good Christian girl because she's following God. You know, I thought I was doing the right thing. (laughs) And I was, I was not digging. I was just running with it instead of digging in and being like, why do I feel like I want single, like to be (laughs) married to God only, you know, like, so I love that where it's like, I felt like I probably was on the opposite of instead of running with a relationship after what I yeah. did run with before I, I, I didn't explore it. And so it wasn't until I did that where I dug in, I was like, okay, God, like, why am I fighting this? Let exactly. me dig in and figure out because I can't get rid of that other desire. So there's gotta be a reason exactly. instead of trying to make my own desire happen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's what I, I have that conversation with a lot of women a lot, a lot of women who go through these stages of, I want to be with someone, but then I don't want to be with someone, or I want to be with someone, or I'm looking at what's out there, or I go on all these dating apps, and it's like, or people who struggle with dating apps. I don't believe in dating apps. Like, my best friend was one of those people. She was just like, you know, God gave her the desire to be married. He gave her, you know, he helped her narrow down what she was looking for in a spouse, and then she thought, okay, now it's time for me to, you know, go meet him. And it was so funny because she just had this idea of how she would meet her, her spouse. She's been married now for three years. Um, so she just had this idea in her head. Like, it's just supposed to be this, you walk into a coffee shop and there's a guy there. I'm like, everything is not going to be number one. It's not going to be like a romance novel or a romance movie. Um, and number two, everyone's story is different. Mm -hmm. So for her, she was just absolutely against dating apps. Not that she thought they were a sin or anything. She just thought, that's not how my story is going to go. That's not how my story is supposed to go. This girl just avoided them at all costs. And I was like, but Jackie, get to know yourself. Get to know yourself. And she's just like, well, it'd just be great if it were easy. Like, And I'm like, Jackie, you are the most timid person I have ever met. <laughs> so like, could you meet a person on the street? And sure enough, <laughs> one week, one week, God just kind of said, okay, this is what you desire. I'm going to show you why. This is, this is not the way you think it, it's not going to go the way you think it is. And sure enough, he put three men in her path, in her path, and she ran from them. Wow. One of them, she physically ran from. (laughs) And so she's like, okay, Uh. maybe I should. Yeah. She physically ran from one of them. And um, (laughs) she 
<laughs> she calls me and she tells me, she's like, I don't know what's with this week. Like, I just keep running into guys all over the place. And I never used to run into guys anywhere. I was like, but did you ask God about this? And she's like, you know what? I did. And I was like, yes. See that desire that you wanted? You wanted to be just like on the street somewhere. <laughs> right. And you did. And you ran away from three of them. So, <laughs> so yeah. she was, okay. I see what you're saying. So she did ended up going on a Christian dating app. It was like called Christian Cafe or something. And she found her spouse. And I promise you, this man is just like God put them wow. together, mold, broke them. He built them together in a mold of clay and then took them apart and threw them to earth. Like, yeah. I promise you, that's how they are. Um, they were literally made for each other. They complement each other. And it's amazing. And so yeah. it's, it's all about discovering what, where the heart of those desires. Like, you have to dig deep in there. You have to do that work. And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. about length of time because some people it takes six months, some two people it might take 12 years, you know? And so, yeah, so I'm like, listen, everyone's story is going to look different. So the number one killer of, of things like that is comparison. You're looking at your life like it should look like someone else's. You're looking at your story like it should look like someone else's or it should be that easy. And it's not going to be. Yeah, exactly. So, and speaking of our stories, uh, I want to kind of dive in a little bit on just your own story with even all of these topics we talked about and just kind of share a little bit of just kind of your own story and journey and um, anything that you want to kind of leave our listeners with on, on this whole message. Yeah, I actually love what we've talked about so far. This type of conversation actually really, really excites me. Um, (laughs) like another one of those dreams to be able to have these conversations with tons of women. Um, but yeah, so the part of me, I guess I'll start with the part of my testimony that led me to writing this book. So Mm -hmm. I guess at the beginning, well, I'd say about this time last year, maybe May, maybe May of last year, I kind of was going through it. It was a rough time with the world and, I'm a very feeling person. So like I, I am a very empathic, like I don't want to say empathic, like I'm some magical person, but at the same time, feel very strongly. Um, and so I was feeling a lot of feelings like earlier in the year with, you know, issues going on with the world and the things you see in the news. And I was just, yeah. whenever I get to that place, I go and I go inside myself, like I retreat inside myself and I just do a bunch of deep thinking like these big, huge existential questions that like, I just go to that place. And one of those things was just kind of like examining my past, examining, you know, how I grew up in my family and exploring this desire of, you know, feeling alone in the world. Cause at that point in time, I really did feel alone. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, not that I didn't have any friends or anybody I could talk to, but there was a very specific place in my heart that I needed someone for. And I didn't have a person that kind of checked the box for that. Um, and so I just kind of felt like my mom is not in a healthy place. Um, every, you know, close friend I had at that point in time always needed me for the sensitive listening part of me. Like they weren't, I was all ears for a period of time. And I was like, God, I'm tired of being ears. Like I'm tired of being ears. I'm physically (laughs) of being ears. Why don't I have anyone? Why don't I, you know, why isn't there a person, you know, for me and not necessarily mm-hmm. a romantic relationship, just a person like a good friend, because, you know, my best friend um, moved yeah. when she got married, she moved out of state. Um, and then my other really great friend, she moved as well. She moved back to Texas. And so I'm just like, I feel like I'm teetering on depression <laughs> and this is not helping me at all. Mm. Um, and like what's going on with the world was not helping at all. Yeah. And so I was just like, Lord, why? Like, what is the point of any of this? I have these dreams and desires. We can't do anything because of COVID. I'm, I started to feel like I did when I was a kid, like invisible. Mm-hmm. And so growing up in a household full of women, I have all sisters and my mom raised us. And just kind of being that one sister, I had an older sister. My oldest sister was never, she was almost an adult by the time I was born. Um, My second sister, she left and went to college when I was 14. And then the only two siblings I had were my younger, my baby sister and my younger sister. My younger, the one who was directly below me had a mental health disorder. So myself has been, you know, I have been literally taking care of myself, my own mental self, my own um, emotional self, my own physical self 
for me my entire life. And I got to this place last year where I was really low. And I'm like, God, please make it make sense. Please make it make sense. Um, because this, like you, like Lord, you created us to be in community. You didn't create, like you literally created us in pairs. So, yeah. <laughs> so like, mm-hmm. where is, where is this person? And so in breaking that down, like I went down the whole rabbit hole. Maybe it's because I'm, you know, desperate and want to, don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want to be single. And then I did the whole time thing. Like it's been enough time. It's been 12 years. Like I'm not one of those chicks mm-hmm. that are so desperate. She's just going to do something irrational. Like it's been, and like I, I tried to rationalize everything I was feeling and it was yeah. not working. And so God broke that down for me. The, the first thing he did was break it down and say, you're not desiring a relationship or love or anything like that. You're desiring companionship. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> My entire life, all I wanted was a friend, like a um, a person who I, not to necessarily be at my every beck and call, but that person I could call at two in the morning or I could call in the middle of night. Like I wanted that person who would be there for me and I would be their number one priority. And that was the first thing that God broke down for me. And yeah. I was like, okay, but that sounds completely irrational. And he's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> he's like, who do you think I am? <laughs> Um, and uh-huh. I was like, man, alive, <laughs> what is happening <laughs> alive? <laughs> um, and so that was where I'm like, okay, God, this is how, this is how we're going to do this year. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and so 2020 was those, he's like, ask me the hard questions, ask me the hard questions. And so mm. the other, the second thing I went down was, um, a father figure, like needing that, that family unit. And yeah. so in the middle of that, I actually had done Ancestry DNA, um, found a cousin. Well, a cousin found me on my biological father's side. My biological father, I have no idea who he is. But um, at this point in my testimony, it, it I didn't realize how strong it hurt me. So mm-hmm. my mother literally is the keeper of all things about my existence. <laughs> um To give you a little bit of background, my mom was very, she grew up in a very broken home. And to see her um, try to raise five girls not knowing how to love herself, Mm -hmm. she can't teach her five girls how to love themselves. And so the cycle continues. Um, And so in asking her things about that, there are still points of hurt for her. And I had to get her to understand, like, yes, they might hurt for you, but it's, it's part of who I am. It's part of my identity. I must know. And she wouldn't mm-hmm. tell me who my biological father was for a long time. And then the next time she told me anything about him, she lied. And the second time she told me, she lied again. And when the truth finally came out, I still had no answers. Because it was literally just a guy she had an affair with. Now, when she told me that, in the front of my mind, I knew, okay, my mom had an affair with the person, my sister's father, who she was married to at the time. And that's how she got me. And I didn't think anything of it at the time until this cousin who found me several, you know, months later mm-hmm. says to me that side of his family was um, horrible to him. He was like, that side of his family was horrible to him. So you might as well not get to know them. And I said, well, frankly, I'm the product of an affair. So I'm probably a, I probably am the family secret. And it wasn't until I said that until it hit me how much it hurt. Uh. So God revealed to me a point of pain. Yeah. And I was like, thanks for wrecking me, Lord. (laughs) Because it was something I didn't realize hurt. Like I didn't realize it's not just that I didn't have a father. There were no, there Mm -hmm. was no, I was going to get to that answer. Yeah. So that's going to be something, not that I need to get to know him or anything like that, but that place of this is a part of you that you're not going to ever know. You're never going to know this part of you because that Mm -hmm. whole, I think he, I think he passed away actually in 2010. So not only do I now have to forgive my mother for keeping this from me for so long that he is now dead and I can't find him. And number two, my sheer existence is something that should not, you know, shouldn't, I shouldn't be here like for all intents and purposes. And that's when God had to remind me on top of the fact that um, my mom had had several abortions. And so when she had me, I was one abortion that didn't take. So my mom did try to abort me and it didn't, it didn't take. And so that just completely wrecked me. 
um, only for God oh to goodness. show up and remind me. And he's like, listen to me. Your mom tried to abort you. She had an affair. You got here. Like, there is a reason you are on this earth. There's a purpose. Yeah. Everything that tried to stop you. Like, there's no, you know, everything that could have stopped you from coming here. I want you to be on this earth and nothing stops my will. Mm-hmm. And so wow. that just was not only did God show me the place where it, you know, revealed to me a place of pain. He gave me comfort for it. Mm-hmm. It's like ripping off the bandaid, but I'm going to be here to put some cream on it too. Yeah, that's that's one of the ways God gets you to trust Him. Like, yes, I'm going to expose this wound, but I'm also going to heal it. Yeah, and so that was the second place, and then further to our point about um, desires. So that kind of led me to knowing that my desire for a family wasn't just you want to have all. Like I said, you I want to have all my kids by the time I'm 30. I want to do no, you mm-hmm. desire companionship and wholeness in a family that's what you were looking for yes and god reminded me who said family had to be in your dna like who said your family was going to come from you mm-hmm. i can give you the family you're looking for it might not look the way you want it to look or it might not look the way you traditionally think it should but that's a desire i gave you and so it will be fulfilled and i'm just like yeah okay, God, this is, you know, what's my life right now. Like trusting you with all of these things, the big things and the little things. And from there, God reminded me. So not only do you know where these points of, where these points of pain are, I healed them. Now go do what I called you and created you and made sure you got to this earth to do. <laughs> yeah. And that was to be this writer be this author, run this business, you know? And I'm like, I can only thank God for it. Like, I can't say that I want to erase my past. I want to erase my testimony. I wish I hadn't lived it because I wouldn't be the person I am today. I wouldn't be who I am if it weren't yeah. for all things. That, and it's just like, and all of that, that you went to discover and learn and really get down to the core of it that then spring s- springboarded you to yeah. now. It's like, it's kind of like what we mentioned before of the, like, okay, you have the desires, but then question them, go to God, talk to God. Mm-hmm. Like, and you did that. If you imagine if you hadn't, like, exactly. would that book even be written? You know, exactly. exactly. So, that's just so huge. And it just goes to show that like, um, you know, the, the desires too were there in a proper timing to have had you dig because those are some painful things you probably couldn't have handled Yeah. prior to when you did have to handle them. Absolutely. And and I say that to a lot of the women I talk to, I say that same thing to them. The reason why sometimes you get triggered is because you're now ready to hear. Mm -hmm. You're ready. Your heart is ready to hear those things. And so I've had this conversation. I had a conversation like this with my good friend. Like I've known this entire time that I was some random guy's child. Like I've known this, this is something I've known that wasn't a secret. What I didn't know was that it hurt. Like I just glazed over that pain, just glazed right over it. And it's like, okay, now you're ready to feel this pain because you're also ready to be healed from it. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I said, sometimes the things we think are bad are blessings in disguise. Like everything yeah. is everything that's bad isn't horrible. Sometimes it's just necessary. Yes. Oh, that is just so amazing. Um, and thank you so much for sharing that because, you know, it's, it's just further proof of just the way that God works and the way that he's present and cares and, um, and his timing where, you know, you now can face that pain, feel that pain and heal from the pain. Um, and you didn't have to do it alone because you had God in that timing to bring you through it. So, yeah. Um, that's amazing. So, uh, wow. Um, yeah, I, I, you said a little bit before, like, Oh, I love this conversation. Like I'm loving this conversation. I could go for another hour. Oh my goodness. I do. I just (laughs) love these conversations. I absolutely do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. Um, well, I just know that um, any woman, uh, especially a single woman listening to this, um, is going to be encouraged by this. And even just anyone struggling with wanting something and feeling like God 
isn't hearing or cares, I really believe they'll also get just a lot of encouragement in this, in this message. Um, so I thank you so much for, um, just sharing and, um, your time and, and being here on, on my podcast. Absolutely. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And thank you so much for this opportunity to share. Yeah. So, uh, so that my readers or my readers, your readers, <laughs> my readers, <laughs> my listeners can become your readers. How can they find you if they want to connect with you and, um, where can they buy your book? And I'll have everything in the show notes as well. Yes. Yeah, so I'm actually online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Ophelia writes. And I, um, have a website, OphelialaRain.com. And you can actually also, um, find me i in speaking of helping women and those desires one of the Mm -hmm. um desires of my heart that god gave me was to be an entrepreneur a business owner Mm -hmm. um i own active pursuit incorporated which is a a spiritual and life coaching business that i started to um help women have conversations like these to dig into their um dig into their desires dig into their hopes their dreams their hurts uh, places they need healing um so you can also find me on facebook uh, um, at active pursuit online Awesome. I I love that and everything that you're doing. Uh, What a blessing you are. And again, (laughs) look at us like we're going to we're going to have to catch up on a conversation three years from now (laughs) and be like, remember when we were talking on the podcast? Yes, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. I look forward to that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. thank you so much. And I'm just so excited that we have you. Thank you. My friends, thank you for listening to the Holy Equipped Podcast. Will you help me grow this ministry and the mission to make discipling disciples of Christ? That is, teaching Christians how to grow and teach other Christians, who also teach Christians, how to be warriors for Christ. If this episode spoke to you, please leave a review. And if you really want to help me spread the mission, share this episode with a friend. If you haven't yet, follow or subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. If you want to connect and be besties with me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Oki Molina, that's O-K-I-E Molina, and say hello. Just tag me in your stories or send me a DM. I'm so excited to connect with you. Until next week, know that you are called and equipped by God.